Hello, all, and welcome to the Fantasy and Sci-Fi Fanatics Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Kubal. Today, I have with me, for the second time, a very special guest, Christopher G. Renning. Christopher, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, my man. It's good to see you again. Yeah, yeah. Anytime I can get an author on for the second time, it just it feels good. It feels like, you know, we're building a community. So I was really happy when you reached out and, you know, said you wanted to reveal, you know, uh, book two's cover. Obviously, I... I'm sure everybody knows from social media, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed book one. <laughs> I just, um, PL Stewart and I were just talking about it. It's on his TBR. So that was really cool. Everybody was really rooting for you today. Um, awesome, really awesome. excited for the cover reveal. So it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you've been so good to me over the past, oh, geez, I don't even know how many months, what's in summer is, is when you found me. Yeah. I mean, you've been just so good to me and getting the word out and everything. I wanted to give you the exclusive for the cover reveal. So, Oh no, I, I really appreciate it. I know some people were jealous and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I like to take care of the people that take care of me. So no, that's fair. That's fair. I totally understand that. Well, obviously like, you know, um, people know, I, I obviously, I obviously really enjoyed your book. Um, for our audience, if you have not read Christopher's uh, The Hellborn King, I don't know where you've been or what you've been doing. So you really got to go and pick up a copy right now. It's also on Audible now as well. I actually have, um, you know, the Audible copy. I have, um, you know, a Kindle copy. And I'm actually um, going to be getting a physical copy, too, because look at that book, um, you know, to his left or right. Um, if you're on YouTube, it's absolutely amazing. If you're somewhere else, pull over the side of the road check uh you know the cover for christopher g Brennings, the hellborn king all you gotta do is read the blurb um don't even do that actually just go and start it tonight and <laughs> you know um thank christopher for that um yeah i was just talking to pl stewart i said that was definitely you know my favorite read um that and never die were my two favorite reads within the last five years so i actually think i've had a book hangover since then um oh, i read rob's book right before yours and then <laughs> you know i just keep reading hoping to find something like that again and I found some things that are similar but but not quite so I was so happy you know to hear that book two is going well for you so yeah that's awesome oh, yeah all right well should we jump into it yeah I'm ready all, all right. right um obviously Christopher has been here before so we're not going to ask him the writing journey but we're going to ask him some updated questions based off of his writing book two uh so there's that first question there Christopher uh how have sales been for your audible book the hellborn king and uh what have you done to promote that book on audible uh, as far as sales go, it's been up for about five months and I've sold more audiobooks than I have ebooks. That's and it's been almost a year since I've since I first published. Yeah. So sales are doing really well. Um, as far as marketing and getting the word out, um, you know, just just doing the social media thing. Guy Barnes, my narrator, he's been helping getting the word out and everything Amazing. too. And Amazing. yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. If you're not following Guy Barnes on social media, you need to. He's a really great guy. He's he's, he's amazing to work with. I highly recommend him. Although I kind of jealously want to keep him for myself because <laughs> of how great some of his voices are. It's like I don't yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear like Damien Dreadfire's voice on another character. It's like oh, it's mine. Yeah, but yeah, yeah um, I mean, uh, overall, my my whole marketing game is really going to be a strong focus for 2022 because I I've sold. Uh, I don't know, between book signings and, uh, and all the different, you know, mediums, audiobook, ebook, paperback, probably about 500 copies. And then I did the giveaway in January. It was about 600 copies. Oh, wow. So the book's in a lot of hands right now, but I want to, I want to just keep ratcheting it up and taking it yeah. to the next level, you know, cause like, cause like you were saying before we went live, you know, about, about building the marketing and, and, and expanding the, the fan base and everything. It's exactly what I'm going to be focusing on heavily this year. Yeah. 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 I don't blame you. I, I, I just, I love guy's voice. I think he makes a perfect Damien Dreadfire. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I thought you made a 
absolutely amazing decision with him. And clearly, you know, audible sales, you know, have been decent for you. So I think that, I think, especially when you get to book two, I was analyzing, you know, some of the things you had said, you know, last time you were with us and on social media. And I definitely feel like having book two out there, um, you know, it's definitely going to help you and like PL Stewart's another one, you know, where, mm-hmm. you know, it's been pretty good, but I definitely feel that you have a great product and, you know, people are going to look at book two. And I just, I've seen a lot of, you know, book twos revving up those previous sales. So I definitely right. feel, you know, between you and, you know, and him that that's definitely going to help you guys out a lot. So, well, and hopefully now with book two coming up, people are going to be um, less reluctant to jump into book one. Cause I was just at a book signing um, like a weekend or two ago. And, um, I had people coming up to me and they're like, Oh, you know, I'm interested in the book, but I don't like starting new series. If I don't know a book two's coming out. And I was like, Oh, you know, cause I had this little display with the cover on it. And I was like, well, look at this right here. Book two's coming out this year. So I actually made a couple of sales based purely on the fact that there is going to be a book two. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I have a, I'm very patient in my professional and personal life. When it comes to books though, I'm like, I can't wait on book one. Like I saw your book cover and I was like, yes, please. Like, I think it took me like all of 30 seconds. And I had promised my wife that day that I would stop buying Kindle books and it did not happen. Um, and that was a great decision. So I just, I think it's crazy that anybody would see your cover, your blurb, um, you know, just the, the Hellborn King title there with how you did the script is amazing. So it's crazy that there's still hold outs. <laughs> you know, I mean, every, everybody has their own way of yeah, yeah, yeah. things. In fact, I've even heard of some people who won't start a series until it's actually finished. I just I heard about that. that. Yeah, I, 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 I just couldn't imagine that. Yeah, yeah, I'm too impatient. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, well, yeah, again, I'm, I'm really happy, you know, like I saw, you know, we had talked about you, you know, possibly doing the Audible. And I think we talked last time where, you know, you had just done it, we're about to do it. So I hope that sales, you know, especially with book two coming out, you know, really, really get up there. And I think you and I talked before, you know, where the Audible crowd's just such a different crowd compared to the Kindle and paperback. And I think nowadays, like I was talking to my wife, I'm like, you know, we're going to need to do Audible as well, you know, Mm -hmm. or something like that, you know, just to generate though, that's a whole different market. So it's growing in leaps and bounds and, and, and the quality of it is really coming up because it's not just somebody sitting there dryly reading you know, I mean, now, now you have guys like Guy Barnes that are like actual yeah. voice actors, character actors, and they're actually like acting it out yeah. as they're reading it. And, you know, like uh, we talked last time, like my favorite audiobook is The Sandman, just oh. because it, it's an actual production. Like, like you can just close your eyes and just see it playing out because of all the sound effects and the, yep. and the different voices and everything. It's, it's, you know, Audible's coming a long way. And, it, you know, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, I, I've sold more audiobooks in five months than I've sold ebooks in almost a year. So it's crazy. You know, what more can you say than that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely think it's, you know, I think it definitely it's worth the investment. But it's like you said, yeah. I do like think you make a great point. Is weird. I was just talking to somebody else about this recently for February, she wrote, and we were just talking about how, you know, like it's very similar to indie publishing where people still think that, you know indie publishing is what it kind of used to be, you know, and it's mm-hmm. not though, you know, you have people like yourself who, I mean, look at your cover, you know, that's in the blurb, you know, like when I went through, I usually notice spelling mistakes or something like that. Like you had none of those, um, you know, just it's professionally made, you know, it's made with love. And I feel like audible for indie authors is, you know, is the same thing. Like some people still do their audiobook, but, you know, I definitely, definitely personally recommend somebody like, you know, Guy Barnes, uh, you know, just, I think you're going to see a much better product that way. And I think you're going to 
get a much better return for your investment. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree hundred uh, percent for that second question. So what was the process like uh, getting the book to audible? Uh, very easy. Actually. Um, I actually had my eye on guy for a couple of months. Um, uh, I was, I was just browsing, uh, ACX that that's the, that's audible self-publishing platform. And, uh, I knew I wanted somebody with a, with a British accent. Cause it, it's just, it's pleasant on the ears, you know? Um, so I, I was looking through, um, the top narrators or like the, the audible approved narrators. And I, and I saw a guy and he was, I don't know, maybe like the, the eighth or ninth guy that I was checking out. Cause, cause you can listen to samples and everything. Oh, that's cool. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going through and I'm listening to samples from different voices. I'm like, man, this guy is really good. I would love the opportunity to work with him. But uh, money was kind of an issue because I knew it was going to be expensive going into yeah. it. Uh, so, I mean, after after a couple of months of just sitting on it, I was just like, man, I really want to do this. Screw it. Put it on the credit card <laughs> and had him do it. it. It only took, oh boy, see how long did it take? A couple months, maybe like two months or so. Um and, and every chapter he would do, um, it, it would up, it would just automatically update, and I listen to it. And if if I noticed something sounded off, or like if he mispronounced a name, or if there was a glitch or something, I would just point it out to him. And he'd go back in and fix it. Cool. Very. In fact, getting the book onto Audible was easier than than getting the the ebook and paperback on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, especially Barnes wow. and Noble. Their their platform is not user friendly. I don't I don't really care for it. But uh, yeah, I mean, the Audible experience, very pleasant, loved it. And I can't wait to work with Guy again. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine anybody do anybody else doing, you know, Damien Dread uh, Fire now. Like it's, it's kind of like, I forget the guy that, you know, did, um, you know, Harry's voice for um, mm -hmm. Jim Butcher series. Like now it's like, my friend was like, oh, somebody else did these. I'm like, nah, I have to stick with the originals oh. now. Like, <laughs> oh, dude, when he sent me the prologue and I listened to it for the first time and Damien started speaking, I was literally fist pumping. I was like, yes, this <laughs> is badass. You know, I, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like your prologue mixed with his voice was just like. Oh, he just he yeah. just knocked it right out of the park. And, and, and like the soldiers, you know, like, like that are dying, like he's actually screaming and he's actually like <laughs> breaking down and crying and everything. It's oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been doing an awesome job. I've mm -hmm. really enjoyed going back through it. Um, well, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. You actually said some things that I did not know. So now I got to do some more research, which is also why I do the podcast. So that's awesome. Um, so for number three there, I'm really interested in this one. How has your writing focus shifted for book two? Oh, writing focus. Um, I would say I have a much um, higher sense of urgency with this one. Mm. Um, whereas with book one, it's like, well, you know, who knows how long this is going to take. And plus I, I'm, you know, I'd never written a book before and, I, and I'm teaching myself how to write in book format as opposed to online RPG, which is where I started. So it, it's it, book one was just a constant learning experience. It was very frustrating. And, you know, I, I ended up tossing out chapters after chapters, whereas with book two, it's, it's, it's just coming a lot easier. It's, it, it's smooth. It's just improved all the way around. But I, you know, like I said, I feel that sense of urgency. Like I, ha I have to get this one done and I have to do it sooner rather than later. I can't sleep on this. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it, so far, um, I'm about three quarters of the way done. It's looking like it's going to be longer than the Hellborn King. How long? I don't quite know. Uh, but um, I mean, I've, I've been sticking to a rigid weekly schedule. Like I'm going to do like no less than 6,000 words because that's creatively all my mind can do before it just turns to mush. Yeah, yeah. 
So, I mean, I, and if I come in a little under one week, I try not to be too hard on myself about it, but right now it's, it's just discipline and staying focused. Uh, it, you know, um, I write at night, you know, that's when my creativity comes out. So I try to stick to a, to a set schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's, that's about it. It's just funny. Cause I, I've had a lot of people, you know, who have, um, are getting done with book two or being, getting done with book three, who've been on like consecutive interviews and are going to be this week. Uh, so it's just interesting that, you know, a lot of you have said the same thing, like that sense of mm-hmm. urgency and, you know, really, again, trying to stick, it's different, right. Than book one. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, cause I don't want people to forget about me, you know, yeah. cause like if I take two or three years to, to put out book yeah. two, you know, the, the audience is going to shrink and people will be like, Oh, I completely forgot about that guy. You know, whereas right now the word is still out there. People are still yeah. interested in the book. I want to strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. Yeah. And I do have to tell you, cause I just like to share things with you guys, you know, that I see, cause I'm in a lot of areas on, uh, I spy on a lot of people. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I've seen, you know, it's nice the last two weeks I've seen, you know, the help born King shared a lot more again, the last couple of weeks. So it must be, you know, because you've, you know, some of your videos and stuff like that on Twitter, you know, it's generating interest again because of book two, um, which was cool. Cause I was like, retreat, retreat, retreat. <laughs> um, I was like, yes, please. Like I tried to like, I know some people don't want to, you know, um, um, you know, like uh, tag authors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I always tell people when mine are out, like tag me, I don't care. Um, yeah, absolutely. But, Just tag away. Yeah. 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 You know, I was like, I was like, well, Chris would really like to see that you enjoyed his book. You know, I said that to like yeah. four or five people this week. So, so I shared it for him, but um, yeah, it was really cool to see. Like I probably, you and PL Stewart both, I saw like the last two or three weeks, like, like each, I would say like 20, 30 times or something like that. Oh, wow. So, just on Twitter, just on Twitter. So, well, yeah, I mean, if you're, cool. if you're watching this, feel free to tag me. I would love to hear your feedback. Uh, it, it means, it really means a lot to me personally and, and, and it helps keep me motivated too. Yeah. yeah. It really does. Gets to be a lonely Island when you're there. Oh, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Writing books is a lonely road. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's nice to, you know, get to talk to people over podcasts. Like, um, PL Stewart and I were talking about that earlier today. It's nice to get to talk to people and they almost like, you know, it's like, it's like teaching, like you talk to other educators, it refreshes you. And I mm-hmm. feel like it's the same thing when it comes to writing. So, yeah. 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 All right. I'm trying not to go too fast. But for book, uh, sorry, number four, what are the major challenges you found when writing book two versus writing book one? Um, believe it or not, there have been no challenges. This has gone That's so awesome. much, so much smoother than book one. That's awesome. Because um, because I really I've really hit my stride and my and my beta readers because um, I send them one act at a time because in case there's any like big gaping plot hole I want to catch it before I write yeah, the whole yeah. book I'm like oh great I got to go back and change all this stuff so I send them one act at one act at a time and the feedback I've gotten so far is man you wouldn't believe like everyone's just like what you know the the the, the sixty eight thousand words or whatever is better than the entire hellborn king and i'm just like oh wow oh. yeah like like everybody says it, the, it it's it's vastly improved um in in terms of like, like just the nuts and bolts technical aspects of it you know how how i form sentences and paragraphs and everything like um and the and the consensus is so far with book two i've really hit my stride and i feel that too oh, like awesome. when i'm writing i'm not i'm not going back like the next day or, or you know the, ne- the next week and throwing out paragraphs and paragraphs or whole chapters like um and, and the story is just kind of telling itself too i mean it's it's uh-huh. taken me places so far where 
I was not planning on it going like book two is going to get crazy, my man. It's going <laughs> to get crazy. Like, like there are things that happen in this book. You're just going to be like, how's he going to top this one? <laughs> but no, I mean, I mean, book two, book two has just been pure fun. Whereas book one was a lot of stress and a lot of work and a lot of research and, and studying and trying to figure out how to do it properly. But book two has just been pure fun. I've, I've really enjoyed it. I just have to add for our audience who has not read your first book. Um, I've never been more stressed reading a book one in my entire life. And um, I, I haven't read George R. R. Martin yet. My buddy and I are trying to book club that after Malzahn Book of the Fallen. But I was telling him, I was like, well, we're going to have to take a pit stop and read, you know, Chris's first book. Because I was like, he loves Game of Thrones. And I was like, well, if you love to be like, you know, like what's going to happen? And, you know, you need to be one of those people who's like, oh, just one more chapter tonight. Like I yeah. do recommend having a little bit of extra time in your schedule reading the Hellborn King because you're going to go to the next chapter and then you'll be like, oh, one more chapter. And if you do yeah. it before work, you might be uh, less productive, but um, you'll definitely enjoy the book. Uh, but yeah, I've never been more stressed reading a book. I wasn't <laughs> sure what you were going to do, when you were going to do it. So I'm really excited for that roller coaster again. Um, I did see a couple of your tweets. So I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but I was you freaked me out with a couple of your tweets where one, you're like, I don't know if I should do this with this person. And I was like, I've been stressed ever yeah, since. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I may have put a tweet out about uh, a character dying, a prominent character dying. I'm not going to elaborate on which character it is. <laughs> I just, I'm not even going to lie to you. Like I was listening to a podcast earlier this week and um, where somebody had did that deliberately to get garner interest for the book. And I, you immediately came to my mind where I was like, I've literally been lying awake at night one, at one point, like when I couldn't sleep on a Friday, like going back over in my mind, <laughs> like mm. what could it be? And uh, yeah, it's definitely kept me, you know, my interest up for book two, not like it needed it, but yeah, just that tweet alone was like, genius, <laughs> I think. yeah, I stressed a couple of people out with that. Um, uh, Mike on Twitter, music books, yep, NFL, yep, he, yep. he was definitely sweating when I put that out. <laughs> Yeah, he's a great guy too, man. Another shout out to him for oh, he's awesome. Out and everything. He cares yeah, he's everything, great. man. Like he's mm -hmm. so positive with the community. Yeah, um, yeah I, I love him, man. Um, yeah, shout out to him. Um, he was awesome with the first podcast that we did, so I'm sure he'll be listening to this one. Uh, mm -hmm. I know he was really excited when I, um, you know, talked to him on Twitter and stuff a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I think him and I talked at one point. I, I don't know if he had shared yours and I said something on his, but. I think it was him where I was talking to you where he's like, I'm so stressed. I'm like, me too, man. Me too. But yeah, stressed in a good way. So I like yeah, to stress people out and I love to break their hearts too. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. I say that, but then I'm going to be on here crying. And, uh, well, well, cause, well, cause everybody tells me about a certain chapter towards the end of the Hellborn King that just breaks their heart. And it's like, yeah, that, that was, that was tough for me to do because yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't originally intend for it to go that route with that character. It just kind of happened. And I'm sitting there, I'm stressing myself out while I'm writing it going, okay, this is kind of where it's heading, but you know, like, do I like artificially, you know, throw the, the, the switch in the track and take it somewhere other than where it's kind of naturally going? I was like, no, I, I just got to ride this out. And yeah, it, it was a heartbreaker. Oh yeah. It I was actually, it's funny that you said that because I was just thinking about that particular moment i'm sure it's the same um actually like two days ago when i was writing something because i was like should i break everybody's hearts i was like it's going to be a much better story that way and i was like well christopher did it so i might as yeah. well <laughs> and i didn't know how bad i felt you know and i was like god that was good writing so yeah we'll make, um, we make a grim dark author of you yet <laughs> you know my friend mentioned that he goes my gosh because i'm like i don't know if i told you but i'm like 
took a break from my other book and I'm like writing this like historical fantasy. It's essentially just uh, grim dark fantasy, but set in Roman times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got the ninth Roman Legion in Great Britain fighting zombies. <laughs> and that's why they disappeared. Um, oh, you know, I saw that and I was absolutely fascinated by that. In fact, I, in fact, I, I, I was almost jealous. Like, why didn't I think of something that cool? <laughs> no, because like, because like, can you name another book that's that's had something like that in it? Yeah. I can't. I yeah. mean, maybe, maybe somebody somewhere has done something similar, yeah, but, yeah. you know, Roman, a Roman empire, which I, I, which I love, I'm fascinated by the history of it. And then zombies, I mean, you win, win. Yeah. Yeah. And my friend and I talked, we're like, so that's going to be book one. And then we're going to have like, uh, like I'll tell everybody now, so you're not stressed too much. We'll have only a few survivors. And then, mm-hmm. um, they, uh, I don't know if everybody knows anything about the Roman empire, but, um, if they find out that you deserted, they will find you. Like, it doesn't matter how mm-hmm. big their empire yeah. was. Um, so I'm going to have them going through like, um, uh, what is now Romania, um, and a couple, like a couple different places. Like, so I think book two, I'm going to have them face vampires. Uh, and then book three, they're actually back in the capital. So I might flip flop and do werewolves, the second one and then <laughs> vampires in the capital or something. I liked how Kevin, um, Jay Hearn did his vampires in ancient Rome and stuff, um, with the Iron Druid Chronicles. But yeah, I was like, this is just too much fun. But yeah. my friend read, like was, I was talking to him about the first chapter. He goes, he goes, man, that like Christopher guy and that Michael R. Fre- like Fletcher guy. He's like, they like ruined you. <laughs> he was like, you're like so <laughs> rim dark. Like not yeah. like he was like, come to the dark side. And I just I laughed so hard. So I was like, yeah. Hey, what did you hey, hey, what did you think of Fletch's uh new artwork that he just dropped? Oh my gosh, that is so good. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. so good. I'm like, I have him set aside. Um, he's just such a cool dude. He came on the first time and he was just so helpful to me when I was trying to write you know, my first book and, uh, just gave me some valuable, valuable advice, um, you know, during the podcast and before, um, and after on Twitter. So uh, I have quite a few of his set up. Like I got beyond redemption, uh, Nariska groans with him and Clayton, um, set up for the summer. I kind of wanted a few of my reads. I feel like, like school has been so crazy. Um, you know, like I, I didn't want to get distracted while reading them. Um, like I wanted just to be able to read them and then do a review. Right. So I'm really excited though. Cause I'm like, I love Clayton's uh, river of Thebes. Cold West was amazing. So Nariska grounds I've heard is just out of this world. So I'm really anxious to get to Mike's. And my friend was like, well, he goes, you're on a grim dark kick lately. So you'll probably just go <laughs> one after another. Yeah. I was like, that's fine. It'll just be a great summer. <laughs> oh, and before I forget, if you're going to do this idea with, with the Roman empire, you know, with the Legion where they're fighting zombies, vampires and werewolves at some point somebody's got to say man we just can't catch a friggin' break can we yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> because they're kind of running the gamut there of everything so yeah yeah well i kind of yeah. thought like you know like if people end up liking it i'm gonna do like three you know 350 pages um i thought if people enjoyed it then i could expand and you know they might start like their own little like monster hunter band or something like that yeah. but they definitely just get thrown into the fire and then i think later on if people do like it and ends up being a thing I have planned certain things for it to be a series. Um, but yeah, because I like series like Jim Butcher, Andrew Chronicles, mm-hmm. Patricia, you know. Uh, well, I don't I don't see how anybody could not like that concept. In fact, if HarperCollins does not pick that up, <laughs> I'm going to be very angry. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. My friend was like, or Del Rey books. I'm like, if you guys know anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I feel like, uh, you know, like your book um, in particular, like, you know, made me think of Grimdark. You actually got me more interested in Grimdark, again, I'll be honest, with the Hellborn King. Uh, and I talk about it a lot on different podcasts. And, you know, I just think I was kind of Grimdark out. And I have some people that have asked me about your book, one, and I'm like, 
listen, it's grim dark and it's pretty grim dark. I'm like, but there's different elements that I do feel like you took. We talked about in our first podcast, you know, like you have some supernatural elements in there, which mm-hmm. I can't wait. <laughs> um, you know, oh, just uh, yes. yeah, just different <laughs> things that you did. I was like, it's not your I try I said to my friend today, it's I said it's not your typical grim dark fantasy. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I'm running out of words to describe it at this point. But well, see, see, to me, grim dark is a lot of different things. I mean, it could just be blood guts, shock factor, or it okay. could be just just a really downtrodden atmosphere. Like for me, for me, th- there's a lot of emotion in my book, you know, yeah. because it's, oh, it's, sure. it's more focused on the characters than the world building per se, although there's a fair amount of world building, but I try to focus on the, the inner and outer struggles that the characters have. And yeah, there is the violence. There's, you know, the, the blood and gut stuff in there, but it's not gratuitous for me. My, my grim dark is more of the emotional. Oh yeah. In fact, I, I, in fact I've heard that. In fact, I had a review recently where the reviewer said that I was just like emotionally spent by the time I got done with this book, just, yeah. just completely spent. Yeah. Which, which is what I want to do because then that, that experience is going to stick with you. Yeah. Whereas if you're reading a book and it's 400 pages, it just hack and slash it, you know, it gets old pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and not, not trying to throw shade at people who like to write that kind of stuff. No, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, but like for me, um, I, you know, I do try to throw a little bit of the shock factor in there every once in a while, just to, yeah. just to kind of, you know, like jolt you a little bit, but my, my grim dark is more, it, it, it's, it's just not a happy world you're in. <laughs> no, yeah. It's very Gotham-esque, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. 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 That's a good way to put it. And, and like, there are moments of joy, but they're fleeting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Guys, you gotta go pick it up today. That's all I can say. Yeah, I, I do feel though, like I was, I think that's a great way to put it. I was so emotionally spent by the end and I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, and then I was like, looking, I was like, is book two out yet? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, even Mike on, Mike on Twitter, he told me, he's like, you know, he's like, I, I think about your book often. Like it, like it just sticks with me and he just yeah. replays some of these, some of these scenes oh, in his head and everything. And that's exactly what I want to do with my books is, is just have it, have it really stick with you and you just never really truly forget it. And you know, that's what I want. And, you know, I was talking to somebody else recently that read your book one, Homeborn King, and I thought this was so great, um, where they were like, oh, it's very, they said it reminded them of The Last Kingdom or Bernard Cornwall. And I was like, I was like, but I get it, you know, I don't know so much about the books, but like definitely like the atmosphere and, you know, like, like every time Uhtred wins, he doesn't really win. And I think that came out more personally, just think from a writing standpoint, came out more in the TV show. Mm-hmm. then you know the um you know because they took all these great books and they really did a great job showcasing that and mm-hmm. i was like that actually makes a lot of sense you know because even when your characters win it's like there's something else that they have to face either internally or externally that is mm-hmm. even bigger and it's like did you really win or did you just stave off the inevitable and i just think that it i i, I could see where his point was and both really yeah. you know his books and the show and i was like yeah yeah I, you know singing back to reading the last kingdom he was saying more like some of the later books in particular, you know, where the, the stakes are higher. And so right. I could see that more, but I was like, wow, what a cool compliment. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I mean, I, I, I can definitely see that in certain characters like Einar where yeah. they, they, they yeah. lose a lot. Yeah. They, yeah. They lose a lot to the point where they, 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 they can't lose that, that, that little piece of them that they still have left. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I can see that. And, uh, and that's a very, uh, it's a very nice compliment. So shout out to, to whoever said that. Oh man, Einar, I tell you that that's one of those yeah. characters where I'm just like, oh, like I, I absolutely loved everything you did with that character in book one. I mean, it was like, 
I, I said to my friend, I was like, I feel like, you know, that was like a character that was just written for me, you know, particularly mm-hmm. in that perspective. And I said, I feel like that, like him a lot of times just in my everyday life, you know, like with especially certain things that go on in the country today, you know, here in the United States. And I was like, I totally just related with his character. Mm-hmm. It was just awesome that, you know, he never lost himself no matter, even though he felt like, I felt like he never really lost himself, but yeah, you brought up some great historical vantage points there and some themes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you guys know, you can go ahead and look at, um, you know, our first interview, we talked about Einar and I droned on and on about him, but I think when you guys read Christopher's first book, you'll be like, oh, that was a really cool character. Mm-hmm. I'm jealous of that character personally. Like, really? Yeah, I'm well, always. Well, see, he, 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 he wasn't really supposed to be like that in the beginning. Like when I first started plotting the book and coming, like the war band, I, I mean, they were just kind of like parodies of themselves, just trying to one up each other in terms of, you know, how, how, how brutal they could be and everything. But like, it, it just seemed really uninteresting to me. And so I don't even really remember how I came up with the idea of, hey, why don't I have, you know, this, this guy who, you know, is roped into it out of a sense of, of, of duty and justice and everything, but then just slowly along the way, just becomes so disillusioned by it. And I was like, well, you know, it, it, it makes sense because not everybody, you know, in, in any sort of conflict is all going to have the same mindset. I mean, look at what's happening in the world right now. I'm sure there's people on, on both sides that don't feel the same as the people that are on their side, you know, that they yeah. all have different opinions. So I wanted to reflect that because that's just how the real world is. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I wanted to bring that, that, that sense of realism into it where it's not just, you know, these people are just caricatures just going out there hacking and slashing and having a good old time. It's like, it's not like that. It's not always like that. So yeah. I wanted to reflect it. And I, and I wanted to do something different with each character too. Like, like, like Lucetta, has that has has this this overwhelming desire to 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 right all these wrongs that she sees in the world and and totally overcompensates for it like across the board and 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 the, and the consequences are just like catastrophic so it, you know like i try to do something different with, with every character gareth is you know he's you know the lowest of the low mentally broken you know alcoholic just literally wants to kill himself and then slowly he starts to figure out who he is and he's going to have, he's going to have a very uh, prominent role to play in book two. So yeah, I mean, dude, I, I, I'm just so excited. I cannot wait to get book two in your hands, man. If you thought <laughs> Helburn King, if you thought Helburn King was good, wait, wait until you get this next one. I'm ready. I, I just said to my friend the other day, I said, I'm ready to be hurt again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to hurt you a couple of times. He's like, you're so jaded right now. It's like, well, you didn't read book one yet. <laughs> in, fa- in fact, I can, I can count at least four times in my head right now where I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> uh, well, it's exciting from a writer. But it's out of love, though. I'm going to hurt yeah, you yeah, out yeah. of love. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> well, you'll see it in the review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I personally think like anytime you can hurt me, make me feel really good, you know, those kind of things. I just, I respect writing like that. So I think some people think like you always have to make, you know, with your writing, make people feel good, but it's like making people oh. feel bad. It's also very, well, efficient, it, you know, like, in fact, with a, a song of ice and fire, I remembered reading an article where, um, George, uh, was getting feedback. Uh, I, I forget which book it is. Uh, is it, uh, storm of swords with the red wedding. And, and he was getting feedback from people where they would literally whip the book across the room. Cause they just got so mad at what happened. That's kind of what I want to bring out of people is, yeah. that is, is you get that invested in the book that when something goes awry, like 
you know, it, it, it physically and mentally affects you. You know, to me, that's the hallmark of a good story. Not just, you know, right. you spool through it and you're like, oh, that was a good book. On to the next, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't want to create something that's forgettable. I want yeah. to stick with you for a long time. I didn't read another book for like a week after book one. And then I, I like went through a couple and then I, like, I just couldn't really find, I was like, I just need to settle down. <laughs> My friend's like, that's a book hangover. <laughs> dude, dude Mike, was, Mike was the same way. He's like, he's like, I don't even know what to do. I don't know yeah. what to read. Like, where do I go from here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of wrecked him for a little bit there. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm telling you between you and Rob J. Hayes, never die. I was like, how am I ever going to find another book to, to top either? Yeah. These? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's taken me months to get something even remotely close. But yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, so for number five, uh, have you found marketing-wise it's easier to sell book one now that you're generating interest for book two and book two is on its way? You mentioned that a little bit earlier. but uh, Yeah, I mean, right now sales have kind of slowed down. I think it's just time of the year because I've, I've seen other authors on Twitter saying February is just like a re- January, February is kind of slow. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not stressing it too much. Um, ever since I took the ebook off Barnes & Noble and put it exclusively on Kindle, uh, um, it's on Kindle uh, Select um, or, or KDP Select or, or what? Uh, Kindle Unlimited. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Um, I've been getting a lot of people reading it that way and I still get paid the same way. So like, you know, like if I look at the sales bar and it's like, there's nothing there, but I'm seeing, you know, like the other day, a thousand pages read in a day that had oh, wow. a couple of people simultaneously reading it that, you know, when I see that, I, I, I don't, I don't get as freaked out. So I'm like, okay, you know, there's still interest in the book, you know, I'm still getting, you know, royalties from it, not really sweating it too much, but I think once we, once we get this artwork out there for book two, and uh, I'm going to have a really nice trailer made up for it once I get the release date oh, out there and everything. Cool. I, th- I think that's really going to start start piquing people's interest again. So, yeah, r- right now, right now, it's just kind of the calm before the storm. I'm not yeah, really yeah. sweating anything. So it's kind of rolling with it. Well, I'm so interested to see, uh, you know, like some people like yourself, um, you know, who are coming out with book two. I'm just so interested to see what goes on and, you know, the process and things like that. So mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm definitely ready for the storm for you. Like I'm ready to go. <laughs> uh, we'll do our part here. So yeah, that's awesome. All right. So for number six, what are some challenges you think you will face when marketing two books instead of one? Oh, uh, biggest one's going to be money. Yeah, because because uh, nothing is free aside from posting on social media. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, because I because I had spent hundreds of dollars in, in Facebook ads and Amazon ads and really like I think my Amazon ads, uh, the return on it was just absolutely abysmal, uh, abysmal. Like for every one sale, it cost me like 400 percent of what I you know what I had paid for the ad. And it's just like, man, this is just not worth it. So, yeah. Um, like we had talked about before we went live, uh, marketing is going to be a huge focus for me. I'm not that great at it. So I, I may, I may have to bring in an outside party to assist me with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, money, money's going to be the biggest thing. Cause I think, I think once book two is out and I get it into the hands of reviewers, it's, it's going to speak for itself. Yeah. Um, Cause pretty much everybody that's already reviewed book one, I, I, I plan on sending them a copy of book two. That's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, the word will get out, get out there. And then, you know, once people start seeing, you know, book two, everybody's tweeting about it. And, you know, they're, you know, I think people are going to want to jump in and, and get yeah. involved in the series. Yeah. But money, money, you know, no, that's, yeah. that's, that's the limiting factor for everything. Yeah. But for that so much with book one, book two, even people with book three, you know, even people going into like 
book five, right? Like have a trilogy and then yeah. maybe even do, you know, a duology or something like that or the second trilogy. Uh, it just definitely seems like at the end of the day, you just got to write more books and, you know, and, and get them out there, you know, into people's hands, um, whether or not it's social media or whatever. Um, I've just seen so many people now with how Amazon changed their ads the last couple of years, really since 2019, yeah. before the pandemic, it just seems like to me, like you have to have so much more money to even them more than before to then get the return. So yeah. to me, it just seems like signing up, you know, having people just go to your Twitter or Amazon and set up giveaways yourself there. You know, if you could afford that, it seems like affording a book a month is so much more worth setting up that giveaway, you know, and having people go to your newsletter or whatever, or your site yeah. and subscribe to me, it just seems like it's, I've just talked to people. It seems like that's a better return on your investment. Um, right. Um, and, and if I could give a little piece of advice for, for uh, self-pub guys that, that are going to be putting out their first book, I actually would not waste money on ads because people are going to go to your Amazon you know, link and they're going to see zero ratings or one or two or three. They're going to be really hesitant to want to buy a book that has that few ratings. So uh, hit the social media ground game get the, get, you know, uh, uh, do live signings. I mean, I do live signings in my hometown, uh, every couple of months. Um, I usually sell out books, you know, that's a great way to generate interest too, but I would not pour your money into, uh, advertisements until you can get at least like 20 plus, I would say good ratings on yeah. Amazon yeah. because then people are going to be more willing to take a chance on it. Yeah. Well, I've heard people like I had a couple of friends that like they travel a lot. So mm -hmm. for their, like their daytime job or whatever you want to say um, I'm not gonna say real job because I think being an author is a much harder job than most, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, you know, like they had, instead of spending money, two of them were like, oh, instead of spending money on Amazon ads, they're like, I'm just going to buy my own books and I'm going to go and give them to the local libraries where I go. Yeah. And I was surprised at how many more of them, you know, got a few more reviews. Like one of them went from like eight reviews to after doing that, I think, you know, like he did like a book a month, uh, you know, for a while. Um, but he just was like, I'm going to take that money and I'm just going to buy my own books and advertise mm -hmm. that way. And yeah. I mean, he jumped up right away to like 50 reviews, you know, and I mean, he had more reviews in the first four and a half months than some people do in a year, yeah. uh, you know, and I mean, and then I think it really started to get some traction that way just because he got the, that many people to review the book. So yeah. people go to a library to pick up a book. So especially if you're a local author and you tell them, you know, a lot of times they'll put you in a more prominent position and, mm -hmm. you know, That's right. I'm, yeah. And, and, and don't be afraid to sell books out of the trunk of your car either. And, yeah. and some, some famous authors have got their start that way. Yeah. They're just selling books out of the trunk of their car. You know? Yeah. It's a great way to do it. You, you meet a lot of great people. Uh, in fact, I sold a book to somebody uh, this past summer who lives in Stevens point where Pat Rothfuss lives. And he's like, Oh yeah. You know, my, my kid runs into Pat all the time. So it's like, well, there's a potential connection there, you know? Yeah. So, you know, uh, sell, sell books in, in the third dimension, get out there and, and get them in people's hands. It works. It yeah. Works. yeah. Well, my friend and I talked about, instead of doing the Amazon thing, going to more comic cons and writing yes. and stuff. Cause I mean, I'm a salesman by trade, so, um, I'm pretty out there. So I have no problem selling you my product in person. I did it yeah. for years. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at doing I'm gonna look at doing some more more conventions and, and fairs and stuff uh, this cool. year too. I'm really gonna be pushing the live the live stuff and and marketing. That's gonna be my big yeah. focus aside from finishing the book, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, moment we've all been waiting for. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> Cover reveal time. Book Cover two. reveal time. All right.
All right, Zoom, just cooperate for about 20 more minutes. We're good. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to send this over to you now. I'm going to send you the cover and then I'm going to send you the full art. Oh, awesome. Because the full art has a little bit more going on with it. All right, so here we go, people. Book two. Is like going to watch my face? <laughs> I have not seen this yet. No, he has not. This, so. Oh, man. All right, let me share book, my screen here. <laughs> book, book two is officially titled The Wrathbringer. Oh, that is cool. Yes. And it, oh, is, it has taken so video. much personal restraint to not just throw this out there the day I got it. Because uh, <laughs> when I saw it, I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was just completely blown away by, by how uh, my artist, Jay Caleb, is able to take the little bits of information I give him and just run with it. And he is just, there it is. Oh man. <laughs> there it awesome. is. Let's get this out. I guess I can't get it out of the way. Oh man. Yeah. That looks incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I so love this I, horse here, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's the just the little details axe. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he, he, he knocked this out of the park first try. There was only uh, two changes I had to make. Because around the shoulders, he originally had some fur. And I was like, yeah, that's more of a barbarian thing. Take that um, off. And then he he originally had a hood over his head. But I was like, I want to see more, more of the face and everything. So he took the hood off. And, and I was just like, oh, it's, it's perfect. And I don't know if you can guess what character that is. I'll, I'll kind of give you a hint. He's a big, tall guy, scarred up face. Uh, oh, bad yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bad attitude and a really foul mouth. Oh, so, I'm totally blanking on his character's name right now. That's but I Titan. Yeah, Titan. I loved him. That is that is Titan. He is he is the Wrathbringer. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I always love your um your your lettering. Like it just it says Grimdark to me, like right off the bat. But yeah, I love the absolutely. title. That's awesome. <laughs> That's super cool. I can't wait to like get them uh, you know, like side by side on a bookshelf. <laughs> like, yeah. In paper. Uh, you know, all of my friends that have seen this, because my, my, my friends are my beta readers, so like, I always send them stuff to, to, to critique. So when I showed this to them, they universally agreed. They're like, this cover is better than the Hellborn King. And I kind of think so, too. It's just it's just badass. <laughs> it's hard for me. It's like picking for a, like a favorite child. It's like. <laughs> right. But but I but I think the more you look at it, the more you're like, yeah, man, this has really got it going on. So, <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. Well, I'm jealous now. <laughs> <laughs> other, piece of, other piece of advice for, for authors. I mean, even if you've already put out a book, invest in your cover. Yeah. It is the yeah. most important piece of marketing you have. They, you know, the old saying, you can't judge a book by its cover. Yes. Yes. 60% 60 of sales research, you know, particularly for indie publishing says otherwise. I think it's 65% yes. now. Um, you know, particularly since the pandemic the last year says differently. So yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. That's the one thing that I'm saving up for, um, for doing India is to get, you know, awesome covers because you do have to compete with these, you know, traditional um, published yes. authors. Yep. Um, but I like it because personally, because I feel like it ups everybody's game. Like, can, I just imagine you with the two banners, you know, at a conference or you know, a con with these two covers. How, how did you know what I'm doing? I'm actually, gonna, <laughs> I'm actually having banners made made like that yeah it's exactly what yeah, i did that's awesome yeah. yeah oh that's really cool 
Uh, and who is your cover artist? Was it the same person as last time? Yep. Uh, uh, J. Caleb Design. Oh, man. Yep. He is He is the artist. He's um, another one that you don't want to tell people about, but you do at the same time. <laughs> he's, another, he's another one I want to jealously guard yeah. because I don't yeah. want everybody's everybody's cover looking like mine but nope uh, i mean he deserves he deserves all the, all the praise for his work he is he is very good at what he does and he listens and he is able to not only take your vision and bring it to life but he he takes a little bit of creative liberty too and it's just him and i sync up so well yeah so well in what we do and, and i just sent you the uh, the full artwork because because he always adds a bit more to it oh oh awesome yeah, so so there's more going on off to the sides and everything. Oh, that's cool. Yep. Yeah, that's super cool. I like that so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I've been waiting. I've been waiting to get. I actually would really love in the summer to come and take a trip your way. Um, there's a few things that I have wanted to do. Um, so I was hoping to kind of do it around the same time. Um, you know, it's like yeah, every great. or something like that. Um, my my wife's asked me all the time. She's like, "We love this book so much." I'm like, "But I want to get the." I'm like, I want to go get the book sign. You know, it's like, you don't want to, uh-huh. I'm not one of those people. Like I just, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to get the physical copy, but I want to actually go and get it signed. Uh, I think it's just yeah, much more fun that it's, way. That's part of the experience. That's why I don't sign any books in advance. Like, like I always just do it, you know, right in front of you because it's, it's an experience, you know? Yeah. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel totally. like, you feel that connection to the, oh. to the author. Oh yeah. Look at that. Oh, that is awesome. I like having this other guy in there like that. yeah the third guy like, like right yeah. where our faces are kind of blocking right now yeah 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 okay oh, let me just move that there we go yeah so there's yes yeah, so there's that third guy in there and, and just all the little details he puts in there he he actually makes these almost almost like movie posters really. yeah yeah i love this little bit of sky here so showing that you know it's a daytime battle but yeah there's yeah. some smoke and destruction i love the fire here this is awesome yeah like like the little um the little bits of fire and dirt that are flying, it, it gives you a sense that you're like in the middle of a scene. Yeah, yeah. Like it's and not just a right static picture. Him. Yeah, yeah. That's super cool. What's well, mine going to be my new background? So thank <laughs> my share screen this week. Um, next couple of weeks for interviews, this will be it. So yeah, that's that's super. Oh, you got the mountains back here too, huh? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, you, like there's, you know, flags and, and spears. And like, like the more you look at it, the more the more you'll pick out yeah yeah yeah. oh that's super cool wow that's awesome yeah i could be doing this all day i love this like that's just awesome (laughs) yeah that's cool i like too how you know like they're they're obviously like you know somewhat you know these guys are somewhat together against titan but i do like Mm -hmm. you know they're not necessarily uniform um, right completely you know like they're clearly on the same side but yeah that's i feel like that's uh a really good idea there i just i just love titan's face what he did like he he just looks just so pissed off you know yeah just like, he like definitely about to... your character <laughs> like yeah yeah like like he's about to just unleash hell and that's exactly what i wanted and yeah. you know and he just keep j caleb design top notch worth every penny worth every penny yeah that's a really awesome shield too like just in general like that's yeah it, it, shield, like he would use i feel like it it, it just kind of grabs your eye too because because um uh my friends who saw it first, that was kind of the first thing that their eyes gravitated towards. Like, oh man, that shield just looks really awesome. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it's right at the center. It, it, it just captures your, your, your vision. I do like how you left off his character, um, you know, Titan's character in book one. Like that was just mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> oh, so, he's, yeah. he's got, he's got such a roller coaster of a story in book two. It's been uh, a lot of fun to write. 
Yeah, that's super cool. Well, that's exciting. That's super yeah. exciting. Um, yeah, if you don't mind, I'll I'll put those up. Um, I think I'll do a blog post um, on my yeah, website. Absolutely. We'll put it up and then we'll share that. Um, yeah, in fact, I, in fact, I was going to ask you before we went live, um, like, like, when do you want me to hold off on posting those? Because I want people to watch the podcast first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm just waiting tonight to see um, for calendar. So I will actually be messing you um, okay. probably about 11 o'clock tonight to let you know which day. And I thought if we both just tag team, you know, that day, um, we'll try and just plaster it all over the internet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause um, cause I have a couple of other reviewers and stuff. They're like, Hey, you know, don't forget about me. So like, we could probably just all just dump it on the same day. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. yeah. It'd be great to try and get it to go viral, um, you know, on the same day, but yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll know by later on this evening okay. um, um, for this other episode, I'm trying to kind of fix those tech, tech issues, but yeah, I'll know by 11 o'clock to right. the thumbs up or down. Okay. Um, but Sounds yeah, I'll definitely, uh, let you know. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's super exciting. Um, I'm really glad, you know, like, you know, the audible obviously has been going well. I definitely feel like once you get book two, you know, out there, um, particularly with that cover, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like, you know, and then once people start reading, I definitely feel like I'm going to be one of those people that, you know, um, has been waiting in the corridor, so to speak, and is like going to go out into the gladiator stadium and, you mm -hmm. know, stadium and do their thing. Um, but yeah, I'm really interested to, you know, to see how things propel, you know, for you from here, particularly with two, you know, great books, covers and blurbs. So. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, there, there, there's this phenomenon with authors, even, even, uh, traditionally published guys where, uh, something called the sophomore slump where, mm -hmm. you, where your second book is just not as good as the first. I can tell you unequivocally with 100% confidence that book two is going to be probably the book to beat in my series. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hellborn King to the next level. Like the, 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 the nuts and bolts, aspect uh just the way i tell a story you will notice a dramatic improvement in how i tell the story and just how everything is i mean like i've come a very long way in a short time and you're gonna notice that right off the bat when it like like as soon as you start reading that prologue you're gonna be like oh wow he up and and then after the prologue the first chapter is even better than the prologue and it just it just keeps going from there so you will definitely be very impressed with what you read I feel like that's it, awesome to hear. I feel like your first prologue was so awesome and like got me engaged right away. Um, I just kept going from there. <laughs> so yeah, and in really fact, awesome. that that actually wasn't the original prologue either. I had written another prologue where it started off and the battle was already over. And you know, I just I had a couple of critique partners read it and they're just like, you know, I'm just really not connecting with it. And then I read it a couple of times and like, yeah, you know, I'm starting in the wrong place. Yeah. So I, I so I threw out 80% of it and then I just rewrote it and I started a bit further back. And then how, how that prologue unfolded was just, I mean, I cranked that out in a day and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah. And like, it, guy, it just came pouring out of me. Yeah. And guy really brought it to life too. I feel like, like it was just such a good prologue. Mm -hmm. um you know those first the prologue and the first several chapters i just felt like you brought it to life and you had mm -hmm. such a good feel for it so i definitely recommend to our audience you know if you, you're like oh i you know want to wait for book two for physical copies or kindle whatever at least do the audible because yeah the I mean, audible i mean it's it's so great to hear your words you know coming from guy and i think you guys mm -hmm. make a, an excellent team so and it's 23 hours if you listen to it at regular speed so you're going to get a lot for your money yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Be prepared for uh, some some tearful moments, some stressful yeah. moments. Yeah. If you're driving like I am, you got to pull over the side of the road and just be like, and you need to know what's coming. But 
Um, <laughs> like I read the book first, but I was still damaged and scarred from, uh, like I took a break because of one particular spot. I don't want to ruin for anybody, but um, on the audible where I felt like guy just brought it to life and it just really, yeah. and that's why I like personally, my own self is like I said, reading the book first. And then, you know, I just feel like, you know, having a great narrator really, really helps. But yeah, I, I've been hurt recently um, for the yeah. second time by you and guy. So I, yeah. uh, I'm actually going back to it tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to uh, using the audible to help me review for, you know, for book one for this. Uh, I'm taking notes and then doing it. Um, I think I'm going to film and then post it this summer, like all of them uh, kind of back to back. But yeah, I'm using the audible actually to help me feel all those wrenching moments again. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Relive the trauma. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And Mike was like, oh my God, he goes, I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Good <laughs> Great story, uh, people, if you're, you know. Um, so definitely, you know, go check out, you know, Christopher G. Brennings, The Hellborn King. Um, you know, by the time this posts, you know, obviously you guys will see this, but uh, you'll see it plastered all over my social media <laughs> for the cover for, mm -hmm. for book two. So that's really exciting. Yeah. Uh, well, Shall we, uh, shall we call it a day here? I think. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'm actually really yeah. excited to go in on uh, with my tech guy and make sure that this is good to go. That way I can get you right on the calendar for this. Week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to plan some fun stuff for you and try and get some, you know, this stuff plastered all over. So yeah. Awesome. Uh, again, Christopher, I, you know, appreciate you coming anytime you want to come on. You know, like I said, you know, I look forward to, you know, when book two is out helping you, you know, with, you know, proclaim that to the world. Um, you know, like I said, I'll be reviewing book one, uh, here real soon. So I'll let you know before, you know, that comes out. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm so happy about this cover. I was so excited yeah. to get surprised. <laughs> I love surprises. So I hope more yeah. people come and do what you did. And yeah, it looks like a absolutely amazing product. I love following your Twitter, you know, and hearing, you know, your updates and even seeing some of your videos and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. Good luck, you know, with the rest of the book. And if there's anything else we can do to help you out, you know, just let me know. Well, I, I can't thank you enough for all the great support and for and for being one of my most vocal champions on social media. I mean, I, my, my audience would be much smaller if it wasn't for you. So that's why I wanted to come on today and give you the exclusive with the Wrathbringer dropping. The, I mean, I didn't even drop the title. Like I kept the title and the artwork awesome. <laughs> to myself because I wanted to do it here first. So no, I, I appreciate it. I was up yeah. last night a little bit because I was like, so excited it was like christmas morning so i, I yeah me too kind of yeah I, I mean i lost a little bit of sleep over it, yeah yeah so. yeah i didn't get to bed till late and i was like oh i really got yeah. up tomorrow uh early but yeah i was just like i was thinking about like like what's he gonna do to me you know like i've been hurt yeah. by christopher before so like you know i wasn't sure what the cover was gonna be but i was very very pleasantly surprised and i'm sure everybody else is gonna be too so yeah that's really yeah, awesome. i think so i think so awesome well i hope you have a great rest of the day christopher as always obviously i'll be talking to you you know send an email later and I look forward to talking to you as always on social media, my friend. Yeah, this has been great. I uh, can't wait to come back uh, maybe later in the year once we get closer yeah, yeah. to book two dropping. So yep, yep. Yeah. Standing invitation all the time. So you let me all know right. the day and we'll get you figured out, my friend. All right, perfect. Sounds great. Awesome. You have a good rest of the day and I'll talk to you later. Sounds good, my man. Take care. Bye.